Welcome into the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller on Tuesday, October 17th. And we have another little minor detail that old Uncle Thomas left on the table from last week. Uh, those of you in our Facebook group, you kind of know last week was a bit of an interesting week for me. And then I've been working on this big project that got delivered yesterday. So about the last three weeks, my life has just been in a very busy phase that is now over. And I'm going to be taking some time off, even in the van coming up. So that's going to be great. It's all behind me. Yay. Okay. What got left behind? A moon wobble. If you're not familiar with that term, it was coined by an astrologer, and I don't, I'm not going to look his name up. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But back in about the 1930s, he was actually the teacher of Lloyd Cope, who was the teacher of Linda Goodman. Interesting lineage there, but he came up with this correlation that when the sun either conjuncts the nodes of the moon or squares them, you back up. Some people say two weeks. I've heard up to three And then about for a week or so after the exact conjunction, the moon wobble. That's the period considered this moon wobble. The moon doesn't wobble. Well, it has an interesting orbit, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about wonky. And there's a correlation between things like 9-11 and the Oklahoma City bombing and the coal bombing. And there's a list of stuff that happened during the moon wobble. We were tracking it for a while here and just by observation, and I decided to let it go because it seemed like more negativity than, and you know, it's like you don't want to every about 88 days. It's almost like the same path, the same time frame as Mercury retrograde. You don't want to be looking for negative stuff hanging over you all the time, right? Back to the matter of focus. What are we focusing on? Well, here's an interesting correlation because the Israeli-Hamas conflict happened right on the moon wobble. So add another one to the list, and I don't think there's anything else to say about that, just an observation that when you look at this stuff and you scratch your head and you wonder, hmm, does astrology really work, or is it a pseudoscience? I present to you that this very critical situation that is still developing every day happened during this particular aspect. I was focusing on the south node Mars piece of it, and the sun was right there. And I'm not going to start focusing on the moon wobble again because of this. And you guys are going, thank you. (laughs) No, it's an observation. It's one of those things that you just tuck back. And I was like, as I was getting ready for this, I thought, oh, wow. Yeah, when you remove something from your consciousness, it kind of goes, right? Well, there it was, right in the middle of it. All right, let's talk about this uh, space in between the eclipses. And from our Facebook group and YouTube channel and our Level Up on Sunday night, there were comments that people felt this creative, energetic boost right at the peak of the eclipse. That's what we were talking about yesterday. There was, I think, I felt it, certainly, experienced it. Many of you probably did as well. And also there was continued heaviness. So there's this range of emotions. Well, we're in the space between the October 14th eclipse on Saturday and the one in two weeks on the 28th. We already know that the first eclipse was very powerful. The coming eclipse is a partial lunar eclipse. So in the eclipse world, not as potent, but it is a full moon. And the sun will be in Scorpio. And it is on the second eighth axis of the second house and the eighth house of our possessions where the moon is and the sun is is over there in eight. Pick your definition. Other people's money, death and rebirth, taboo, death itself, or beautiful caterpillar to butterfly transformation. 
The mundane is likely to experience one of the first ones mentioned, and you and I are likely to experience the latter. And I love that the moon is sitting fairly close to Jupiter. It's seven degrees off, but that's still a conjunction in anybody's book. And yes, the moon and Jupiter are opposite Mars and Mercury. In fact, on the 28th, Jupiter is directly opposite both Mercury and Mars, which are in Scorpio. That whole dynamic, depending on how Mars is still behaving when it approaches the mid-degrees and gets out of the first decanate of Scorpio, that's really going to determine what this second eclipse might have in store. And also this land in between the eclipses that we'll be experiencing now over the next couple of weeks. So how do we prepare for this? Well, we can obviously look ahead and see what to expect. This is about money, but it's beyond that. It's about what is most important to us. The same theme that we've been carrying through this whole Libra, even back to when Venus was retrograde. What's most important to you? What matters the most? Another thing, and I'm going to, this is one of the next things that I'm going to be working on. So you'll be hearing about it in about a week or so that we're going to be doing some things around here to recreate some of the Catherine Ponder affirmations that were done during a big recession in the 1970s that allowed these people basically not to experience it. So there were several things that have all kind of come together, and I'll be tying all that up here. That's my next big project, and we'll have that out for you by the end of the month. But what you focus on, right? So there is the need for that deep transformation that is sitting there in Scorpio. And back to my story of what happened last week is basically any cleansing, anything that is being moved out is to open space. And that's what our people in the Facebook group were commenting on Sunday night is that, wow, this eclipse like opened up. So in other words, heaviness before it and then just creative open space after it. I would say mine hit maybe about two hours after. So two o'clock here is about when it was in the east. And then maybe by four, the ideas were just rolling in. So we need to set intentions. The sky is our reflection. It's not our master. There are two sides to the coin, and we can choose which side we're going to amplify. Another good reason why we're not going to worry about the moon wobble. We might observe it on the backside, but that's all we need to focus on. Just an interesting observation. You know, that's probably the best way to think about what we're doing here, is we are really bringing our energy in. Don't have your energy scattered around out there. Keep it close. Be diligent to what comes in through your filter. And then anything that is not in what you want to create, remove it. And go back to what you want to create. And I think this is one of the times to go over it more than we normally would. Typically, you would kind of say, oh, create something and then kind of let it go. Here, I think we come back to it because we need that revival amidst all the stuff that we're seeing on the outside. So it becomes a counterbalance. You can't go online without seeing stuff about the war. Okay, then you have to sit offline and think 10 or 20 thoughts that are positive. Counteract that stuff that's negative. And also don't push against it. We're going to do a subconscious mind mastery podcast on that this week talking about not you don't run away from the negative you just don't absorb it you don't magnify it that's the key wow all of that from a moon wobble (laughs) oh you guys we're going to get through it we are we're going to make it and you're going to be just fine see you tomorrow